Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Like a Bank, where we show you how to think like a bank using the same strategies and principles that banks use to help you find more financial freedom in your life. I'm your host, Sarah Ibrahim. So for today's episode, I really wanted to talk about annuities as annuities could be a, a really good financial solution for a lot of people. And we kind of look at a financial situation and it might be dividend paying whole life insurance, also known as the bank on yourself concept or the infinite banking concept. It could be an annuity, it could be both, or it could be other situations. So it's our job as financial professionals to kind of take a deep dive into the analysis and figure out what, where we can go. And as mentioned, one of those could be an annuity. Um, and, I, and I have with us today a special guest. He's an expert on annuities. His name is Nick Bates. Nick joined the SET IMO in January 2019 as the VP of Sales and Recruitment. In this role, he is responsible for sales and recruitment of all lines of insurance for the organization. This includes in fixed annuity, life, and long-term care insurance. Nick has worked in the financial services industry for 15 years. He has earned his FINRA Series 7, 24, 63, and 66 registrations, along with his life and health insurance licenses in Michigan. He's a graduate of Michigan State University. He lives in Salem, Michigan, with his wife, Danielle, and two children, Claire and Cole. In, this, in his free time, Nick enjoys anything outdoors, uh, anything related to uh, outdoors uh, sports or sports. Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Appreciate uh, being on here. Excited to talk uh, about annuities. I know they're a big uh, part of, uh, can be a huge part of somebody's financial future and setting them up to not have that worry-free retirement. Uh, they, can be con they can be confusing to people. They can feel overwhelming. Sometimes they get sold the wrong way. Mm -hmm. uh, so sometimes I think they may get a little stigma that they don't, uh, that they don't deserve. Mm -hmm. uh, but excited to be here. Excited to talk to, uh, to the group here about, uh, about annuities. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And to kind of give the listeners a little bit more context, so I'm my company's financial asset protection, and it's kind of under the SET IMO. So uh, SET is like an IMO that is like a wholesaler that helps insurance agents and financial advisors across all of North America. I'm just one agent out of like I think 300 agents uh, in North America, and Nick Nick helps us with uh, annuities, whole life insurance. Kind of if we come across a situation we're not sure of, we we go to Nick for additional expert advice on that. So it's kind of like an additional layer of insurance when it comes to uh, uh, providing expert advice on, on cases. It's something that um, I, the set IMO is really is known for and it's, they're doing a really good job with providing an additional layer of expertise. So thank you for joining us today. Nope, no problem. And this is, uh, there's a lot of financial products. There's a lot of financial companies to use and it's very hard for an independent agent mm -hmm. like yourself, sorry to keep everything straight. You've got so many things going. That's why, uh, you know, advisors work with companies like ours. We represent over 50 insurance carriers. We have mm -hmm. thousands of different products on the books. So mm -hmm. agents like Surrey and other agents that work with us come to us with the case cases that they sit down with their clients and we find correct solutions for them. So mm -hmm. that's kind of the value we can bring to the, the advisors. Uh, Sarah's the one working day to day talking with the advisors, but they come to us for the product knowledge and the defining the correct product to make sure we're fitting the client's needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, what What is an annuity? Yep. So an annuity. So there's an annuity. Uh, essentially, what it is, it's an insurance product uh, that the insurance carriers offer. And there's different features that are available on it. Uh, you know, there's the multiple types of annuities. There's a straight fixed annuity, mm -hmm. and what that means is the insurance carrier will give you a fixed rate uh, for a certain number of years. So mm -hmm. you know, right now it may be three percent for five years. So similar to a CD, not the same, but similar to kind of like how a CD works. Uh, the insurance carrier will credit somebody's account if they put $100,000 in, they'll credit them 3% each mm -hmm. year 
that will grow compounded. So you'll have a, at the end of year one, you'll have 103,000. And then the next year you'll get 3% on 103,000. So mm -hmm. for five, you know, for five years, they have different lengths. Maybe it's five years, they have seven years, they have 10 years, obviously the longer somebody's willing to, to, to let them have access to the money, uh, the higher interest rate they're going to give. So that's a simple, straight, fixed annuity, not much bells and whistles. You know, you know what you're going to get. There's also other annuities that uh, are income uh, annuities. And what these annuities can do is they can provide a, a client income for life. So can provide you the peace of mind that you know, hey, I give the insurance company uh, a chunk of money. They're gonna tell me, all right, based on your age, if you wanna turn on income immediately based on your age, we can provide you an income of X amount of dollars for the rest of your life mm -hmm. that you cannot outlive. They even allow, allow you to do joint. So if you have a spouse, Mm -hmm. They'll give you X amount of dollars based off both of your life. So mm -hmm. as long as one person is still alive, you can still continue to get the income stream. Mm -hmm. So it allows clients to have uh, a peace of mind where one of the biggest fears in retirement right now is how do I get, what if I run out of money? What am I going to do? What, you know, I'm 85 years old. I don't want to move back in with my children. I don't want to burden somebody. Uh, so, you know, it gives them the peace of mind. Can you go in the stock market and do better? Uh, I feel maybe, I don't know what the stock market's going to do. Nobody does. Uh, so for me, peace of mind is a, is a big thing. I would rather have a set it and forget it, be able to enjoy my retirement instead of having to worry uh, about the market. So I'll, I'll give you kind of an example mm -hmm. why I got into this um, and, and I, what I really like annuity. So I was a financial advisor, been at, like seriously, I've been doing this for 15, 20 years. I uh, started out with a stockbroker, you know, picking stocks, mm -hmm. doing all that stuff. You know, I was a young kid. This was great. This was awesome. And I had a situation in my family that, that came up. Uh, my parents, very moderate, moderate uh, family. My mom worked as a postal worker. My dad worked in a GM factory. Um, so, you know, we never went without when I was a kid, but, you know, we weren't driving around in Lexuses mm -hmm. and living in, you know, 700,000 square foot houses. <laughs> uh, so they both retired and they had pensions. And, and they're moderate, modest, pens, modest pensions. They're not making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, but it's enough to, to satisfy their living expense. They go to do whatever they want in retirement because they know no matter what the stock market does, no matter what next, that next month, that paycheck is coming in the door. That, mm -hmm. They're going to they're gonna walk to their, well, maybe not walk their mailbox anymore. It's a direct deposit, but they're going to open up their bank statement. It's going to be in there every month. Mm -hmm. My aunt, uncle, very similar. We're very, my mom was very close. It was on my mom's side. My uncle was also a postal worker. My aunt worked as an administrative assistant uh, for the, the Fish and Game Wildlife Resource in Michigan, the DNR. They both had pension options, but they also had buyout options where, hey, instead of this pension for two, three, four thousand a month, whatever, you can actually take a lump sum mm -hmm. and go invest it yourself. Well, mm -hmm. they sat down with the stockbroker and he said, well, why would you take this pension? You put that lump sum with me. I'm going to get you seven, eight, 10 percent mm -hmm. returns. You're going to be having, you know, you're going to be have so much more money and in income. You're going to huge, huge nest egg, you know, at the end of the day. Well, unfortunately, that was in 2006. And we all know what happened in 2008. Mm -hmm. And I, I watched my aunt and uncle in their retirement. They're not doing what my parents are doing. They live and die by what the stock market does. Mm -hmm. If the stock market isn't doing well, 
they can't go on vacations because they got a button. They got to button it down. I, we can't keep spending money. We're already down. Mm-hmm. If the stock market is doing up. Hey, they're able to go on the vacations with my family and, and, and see them and do all that stuff and, and do the things they want. So I kind of looked at those two situations and thought, my aunt and uncle didn't need to take that risk. They would have been perfectly fine with the pensions mm-hmm. that they were going to get. And they could have lived a comfortable retirement. But what they did was they, they got greedy. You know, they got, they got greedy and they started listening to the financial. I can beat the market. I can, I can do this. Yeah. Over time, if you've got a 20, 30 year time horizon, yeah, the stock market is going to outperform, but you don't know when you win, when you need that money. Mm-hmm. Most accidents happen on the way down of Mount Everest, mm-hmm. not on the way up Mount Everest. So mm-hmm. that kind of got me thinking in early in my career where is picking stocks, is, you know, helping people, you know, the rich get richer. Is that really what I'm going to enjoy doing for the rest of uh, my career? And it, it, it really wasn't. It was showing families the, the right way that if you want to get rich, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the person, that, but I know one thing I'll do, I'll make sure you're never poor. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure you're never poor. You never have to worry about where your, your next paycheck and that you're going to outlive your money, that you're going to be a burden on somebody in your family. And that got me looking into how can we solve this? And that's where annuities kind of came in. So long story uh, to kind of get to where we're at, but that's where uh, my passion for annuities uh, kind of comes from. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I love stories and it definitely makes a lot more sense now. Um, and, and it actually reminds me too, like when people ask me, like what got me into specifically like in the, on the fixed insurance side, more on the whole life policy side and annuity mm-hmm. side. Um, and, and I, my response to that was similar. It's that if, if there's a next market crash or something else happens for the most part, I really don't have to worry about, you know, my clients call me saying like, Hey, what happened to, you know, 70% of our, our portfolio, you know, because of this next, because of this market crash, you know, that this is why I also do more on the, on the fixed side too. So I, I enjoy you sharing that story. Um, it definitely resonates now and it kind of gives us a better picture of like the differences between having more of a fixed product, something more steady, conservative, conservative, and then taking risks. And of course, everybody takes risks, right? We all take risks, but it's about taking those calculated risks and necessary risks. Um, you don't have to like in this, in the situation with your, with you, you didn't have to take the, um, the, the, the unnecessary risk. You had that guaranteed, your parents had that guaranteed pension coming in. And that's something that annuities have. Now to kind of dive deep deeper into annuities, mm-hmm. we have fixed, um, uh, straight fixed income. Um, sorry, fixed in- annuity and then income. Um, now let's say, for example, a client is seventy years old, right? And they have like four hundred thousand dollars in a in a four hundred one k, and they're like, "Hey, what should I do with this? I've heard of um, an annuity. What they're coming to you? What would you recommend in that situation, or what would you ask at least to come up with a recommendation?" Yeah. So, so what I'd want to know is what, what what do you want to do with this money? Mm-hmm. What what's your goal with this money? Mm-hmm. Um, if the goal is, "Hey, I I, I need income. I want to live off this money and income." I'm going to recommend an, in de- an income annuity. Mm-hmm. If the goal is, hey, I, I don't need this money. Um, mm-hmm. I don't need to use, I just want to grow it safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be kind of a, there's an accumulation only, only annuity that we can do a little bit better than a straight fixed annuity. Uh, you can have the upside potential, but still you're capped where you can't lose any money. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to recommend a, a lifetime annuity because that doesn't make sense for, for this client that they, they want to uh, just have safety principles, something they can leave at, something they can have access to all these annuities, or most of them have a 10% free withdrawal. Mm-hmm. So even though they do have surrender periods mm-hmm. uh, on them, most from five to 10 years, they have, you still have access to 10% of your money. 
So I'm going to make sure that this client doesn't need more than 10%. Uh, if they do, I'm going to say, hey, let's keep a little bit on the side for, you know, that big car that you want to buy in a couple of years or, you know, something else that you want to do. Let's, but let's protect mm -hmm. and try to grow as efficiently as safety as possible, this other money. So I'm going to ask them what they want to do, because that's mm -hmm. ultimately, you know, I, I look at it, money in two ways. There's live on money and there's leave on money. Mm -hmm. That's it. There's nothing else I can do with my annuity. <laughs> I can either live on it or my, my income. I can live on it or I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it on. So what are your goals? Mm -hmm. If it's a little bit of both, we may look at splitting up that money. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, a little bit over here for income, a little bit over here for safety and growth and guarantees and being able to, to leave it on. So that's the first thing I'm going to ask the client. What do you want to do with this money? Okay. Now, I want to kind of just back up a little bit. What makes, I guess we kind of skipped over this, what makes annuities so safe? Like, why is it a safe product? Why are there even guarantees or how are there even guarantees in an annuity? Yep. So the guarantees are because it's, it's, same as insurance are given mm -hmm. by insurance. It's mm -hmm. the law of large numbers mm -hmm. that the insurance company knows that they are going to, you know, most situations, the insurance company is going to win. Mm -hmm. You prop you, maybe you could have done better in the market, but they're ultimately the insurance company's going to win. My goal of an annuity is if I put a hundred thousand dollars in and I turn on income, I win when I get my original hundred thousand dollars back in income. And mm -hmm. now that insurance company's paying me and I'm living too long. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's the protection against living too long. You know, okay. I look at this, we, we insure, we insure our car. We mm -hmm. insure even our life. We mm -hmm. insure our home. What's your biggest asset that most, you know, 50, 60 year olds have it's their retirement account. Mm -hmm. Why, why would we not insure that? Mm -hmm. That's what annuities do. They allow you to insure. Can mm -hmm. you go out in the market and do better? Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the market's going to do tomorrow. I wish I did. If I, if I did, I, I, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'd just be trading online and then <laughs> be making million, billions and billions of dollars. But unfortunately, <laughs> nobody has that crystal ball. Yeah. So yeah. the way that the insurance companies do this law of large numbers, mm -hmm. they're going to have this client's money too for a, a, a significant period of time. If you, mm -hmm. that 70 year old lives for, you know, 15, 20 years, the insurance company is not giving all that money back immediately. They're going to mm -hmm. pay it to you over time. So they take that money mm -hmm. and they invest it in very conservative, you know, dividend portfolios, mm -hmm. uh, bonds, stuff like, and they know there's some actuary sitting in there that's way smarter than me, you know, <laughs> that's crunching numbers. And he knows, Hey, we can turn a portfolio out with this money with, with with this amount of income and this amount of dividends, there's enough in there to pay the client. There's enough in there to to pay, uh, you know, the workers here to pay the the processing of this. So they can just do it. It's a law of large numbers. Okay, and I, I was actually I'm reading this book right now called All About Annuities, and the author mentioned something crazy. I I didn't know this. He says that there's about two thousand life insurance companies in the U.S. and the majority of those offer annuities. And um, these insurance companies, these U.S. life insurance companies have more money than all of the banks in the world combined and all of the oil companies in the world combined. Yep. So just kind of give and, you and they have to. They're, yeah. they're, they're required by law to keep the reserves on. So there's a solvency ratio. Mm -hmm. And again, we're getting in, we're getting, we're geeking out on annuities here. So we're getting <laughs> a little bit deeper than probably the average uh, client or somebody's what, but there's a solvency ratio mm -hmm. uh, that every annuity carrier has. And again, we work, we're going to pick the right ones to work with. That's the only ones we work with. And what that means is if they liquidated everything, mm -hmm. 
what would they have enough money to cover all of their liabilities, which means that person that put $400,000 in and the annuity company promised to pay them out mm -hmm. uh, for the rest of their lives, you know, that's going to be calculated in there. Most annuity carriers we work with have over a 200% solvency ratio. Mm -hmm. That means if everybody claimed, everybody passed away, they had to pay all the death benefits, they do that, they're still going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, in the financial crisis of 08, mm -hmm. you know, none of these insurance companies had had issues yeah mm -hmm. did their revenue go revenues go down and, and stuff yes mm -hmm. but they had so much in reserve you know everybody talks about uh, you know aig aig mm -hmm. you know they, they had to get bailed out it wasn't the insurance division yeah. that had to get bailed out it was the 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 banking division mm -hmm. that had to get bailed out that's what people don't understand it's their two actual separate companies Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And and they have to be separate, right? They can't mix right. their there's different thing. regulations on, on each one. The insurance yeah. company has to have these solvency ratios and mm -hmm. all this liquidity where the investment banking side, unfortunately, prior to 08, there's a few more rules on them now. They're yeah. still pretty risky, but they didn't have to play by those rules. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there's there fractional reserve breaking, right? What's the opposite where a bank, you give a bank a um, hundred dollars and they can loan out up to 10 times there, right? They see 10% yep. in, in, in reserves. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. And again, the annuities, you know, I look at it as in, in what, what you're doing, Siri, on the life insurance side and the mm -hmm. bank and yourself, this is a great way of qualified money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to take non-qualified money, non-taxable money, you know, after tax money, bank on yourself, you know, that's a great way to build it. But unfortunately we can't buy life insurance with qualified dollars. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. this, the annuities are great ways to use qualified dollars for, you know, depending on again, what you want, is it mm -hmm. income? Is it safe growth? What and there are different types of annuities we can get into. There's fixed index. Mm -hmm. They have a zero. They have a floor. Mm -hmm. Client can't lose. Mm -hmm. Now there is a cap on the upside. So um, unfortunately, the insurance company can't give you all the gains and none of the losses. If yeah. if they could, I would uh, I would own a ton of those. Uh, I would put everything mm -hmm. in there and I wouldn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. We all would. But there, there's a cap on the upside. So there may be a. a let's just say a 5% cap uh, if you're allocated in the S&P mm -hmm. 500, which is a very broad index. And again, when I say allocated in it, keep in mind, your money is never invested in the stock market. Mm -hmm. They use an S&P 500. All they're doing is using that to calculate the interest the insurance company is going to give you on your money. Mm -hmm. You may be, they may look at that indice and that's how they calc, that's how they calculate it, but you're not invested. You're invested in the insurance company's portfolio of dividend paying stocks and corporate bonds and very safe mm -hmm. stuff. So again, that's where these insurance companies, when an 08 happens, mm -hmm. they don't have to worry about it. They're not invested in the S&P 500, in, you know, oil mm -hmm. stocks, mm -hmm. very conservative. So you're limited on the downside, can't lose anything, but you're capped on the upside, maybe a 5% cap. Mm -hmm. What that means is, uh, let's say the S&P returns 10% that mm -hmm. year. Your annuity is going to only get credited 5%. Mm -hmm. That's it because you have a 5 But, you know, that's what it is. The next year we go down 10%, your index annuity is credited zero. You don't, mm -hmm. get, you don't get anything because the market's up, but you haven't lost anything. Mm -hmm. Next year, the, the S&P 500 does 3%. You get credited the full 3%. Okay. So the way I look at these is... If, if I can take my portfolio and I minimize the downturns, mm -hmm. that's where you have to do the most climbing. If I have a dollar and it goes down 50, 50%, I got 50 cents. What does that 50 cents have to do to get back to a dollar? It's got to go up a hundred percent. hundred percent. Yep. So if I can minimize these downturns, that's, that's what I need to do. I don't mm -hmm. need the big upside. I don't need the 10, 
15% yes. uh, returns. Nice if I had them, but if I can take that roller coaster out and just mm -hmm. kind of do the stair step up, that's that's a great way to get there. And I don't have to worry about it. As you said, your, your clients, you know, call, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna? Our clients called me in March and go, Nick, uh, we bought this annuity last year. We turn on income. I just look, stock market's down 30%. Yeah. What, what, what do we got to do? You don't have to do anything. Well, is the insurance company, like, are they still going to send me my check? Yeah. You're, it's guaranteed contractually. They have to send your check every month. Mm -hmm. Really? Even when the market's down? Yeah. That's why we got in this news. So <laughs> yeah. you have clients, you know, when the market's down, they call you and thank you. Mm -hmm. Instead of call you and go, what, do I, what are we doing? What do we do? What moves do we got to make? And that's where... People get emotional. Yep. That's where they make wrong. That's where they make the mistakes. It's emotional investing. A lot yep. of people, they write it down, panic, get out at the bottom, wait till it goes back up. Then they get in back at the top. So now instead of, you know, buying low, selling high, you're doing the, you're doing the opposite. You're buying high, selling low. So <laughs> annuities take that emotion out of it for me. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I like to, in my little younger days, I like to go to the casino and, you know, play a little <laughs> blackjack, you know, Bet on the NCAA tournament, which is going on right now, man. I I, I wasn't right most of the time. I'm wrong, uh, you know. So to me, I don't want to be wrong about my investments, about my biggest assets. You know, I can go to the casino, put you know a couple hundred dollars down, feel like I had some fun. But yeah. when I'm talking about my retirement and my yeah. future, I don't want to. I don't want to play those games. Yeah, exactly. We we, we don't want to have fun with the retirement, like play with that. That's secure. And and to touch on something you mentioned, like. Um, it's, it's that uninterrupted growth. And I think that's one of the core principles of building generational wealth is just having compound growth uninterrupted over time. So yeah, it's conservative, you know, 3%, 5% every year compounded, but it's uninterrupted. That's, I think that beats, you know, sometimes 12%, sometimes losing money, sometimes 8%. So like, it's better to just have that consistent compounded growth over time uninterrupted, which annuities, annuities definitely do. Then we don't have a timing issue. Like yeah. the, mm -hmm. the, the market is like people have problems in retirement mm -hmm. of a timing issue. If you retired in mm -hmm. uh, the right year, mm -hmm. you could live on your money for 30 or 40 years. But if you just retired like one year later, yeah, when the market was down 30%, and then you took a withdrawal off that, you, you don't have the time to make that up. So mm -hmm. then you now you have a timing issue when mm -hmm. you're in the market. With annuities, you don't have a timing issue. You're protected. Mm -hmm. You know what it's going to be. It's it's there every month or how, if you, you can choose to take it annually. If you wanted to show, hey, I just, I just want a big check showing up annually instead of one every month, They the insurance company will do that as well. But mm -hmm. it's there every month. You know, predict. you can live your life. And then it also gives you the freedom to be riskier with your other assets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I know my living expenses in retirement are, let's just shoot 80,000 bucks. That's my living mm -hmm. expenses. I got an annuity that's kicking out 50,000 and I got mm -hmm. my social security that's kicking out 30. I know 80,000 showing up every year, no matter what, mm -hmm. this other $200,000 I got sitting over, I can be a little more risky if I want to play the stock market, if mm -hmm. I want to do that. Cause I don't, I'm not going to be timed out of this. I'm not going to be stock works down. Now I got to take this something out of this $200,000. You can go, no, I'm going to let that $200,000 ride back up. Cause I got this $80,000 guaranteed over here. That's coming in every single year, no matter what. Mm -hmm.
Now, now let's touch on qualified. So a qualified account is like a 401k IRA, 403b, right? And then you can yep. roll those out. So you can roll those over from there, from the qualified account to your own annuity. So the, the benefit, I guess, of doing that is if you retired and you had to kind of take your 401k out or uh, take it with you, you could take that, roll it into an annuity without paying taxes on it, right? Because it's going from uh, pre-tax to pre-tax. So you don't have to pay Correct. taxes on it. You, you're going to pay taxes when you start taking distributions mm -hmm. from that account. But the rollover itself, you're allowed to do one a year. Okay. Uh, so you can do that. Um, you can also do, and a lot of people don't know about this, some 401ks allow for in-service distributions. Mm -hmm. And what that means is some 401ks will allow you, even though you're still employed, to pull out the portion that the uh, employee has contributed. So mm -hmm. if you're if you're putting in, you know, $10,000 a year and your employer's putting in three and it's grown to 100,000 where, you know, 70,000 is your money, 30,000, you could actually in some plans, you could pull out the 70,000 and roll it into an annuity or, or, or anything. You could okay. pull it out. So that's yeah. something that if you do have a 401k plan for the, I would probably check to see if mm -hmm. you had that option. And the reason we do this because four three B plans, four hundred one k, you're very you're limited mm -hmm. on what you can invest in those mm -hmm. plans, and they're mutual funds. Now mm -hmm. they have more some of them have conservative accounts that you can get in bonds and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But the limit of what you can do is very uh, uh, you know small, mm -hmm. and the fees are very high in those mm -hmm. accounts. There's a lot of hidden fees. Each mm -hmm. each one of those mutual funds or bond accounts also have a fee mm -hmm. hidden inside of it. Uh, uh, so there's a lot of fees. You can get it out and do it much cheaper mm -hmm. and have so many more options. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of the, uh, you know, the downsides of uh, 401ks, right? And other qualified accounts is the fees behind them and the fees that they might use. So the 401k might use a trading account, right? That charges fees. So it's like additional layers of fees behind that, that the employee might not even be aware of. How right. can How can, for example, let's say I wanted to find out like, if I can do in-service withdrawals or not, or in-service um, distributions, how can how can I find that out? Yeah, you could. Just, I would contact my HR department mm -hmm. at, at my work, and I would I would ask that person, "Hey, just wondering if I can do in-service withdrawals mm -hmm. out of my form. They should be able to get you the money. It, it's it's in their uh, policy agreement with the four hundred one k vendor. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I don't think most clients and most employees are going to have that, mm -hmm. but the HR department will definitely have that. They they are required to get that to you if if you want to. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we talked about um, uh, fixed index annuities. Um, and then what about, what's this, what's a SPIA? I've heard of that. What's a SPIA? So SPIA is, so fixed index annuities are, are usually used when somebody uh, has a lump sum of money and mm -hmm. they want to turn on income sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a 65 year old that says, Hey, I've, I've got a hundred thousand, but I really don't want income until 70. Mm -hmm. uh, an index annuity with an income rider is going to be to go uh, mm -hmm. because what these index annuity income riders do is they will give you a guaranteed growth rate on your income account. So, for example, we have we have one through American Equity that I don't know mm -hmm. if we're going to look at here, but it will give somebody a 7.25% simple growth rate mm -hmm. every year they do not take income. So that client that gets in it uh, at age, you know, if they're 65, every year it's going to grow 7.25% simple. And mm -hmm. then at, when they want to turn income at 70, that's what the uh, annuity carrier is going to use that account, whatever that account is grow to, to determine how much income they're going to give that client for the rest of their life. A SPIA, on mm -hmm. the other hand, is used for when you need immediate income. 
Okay. I've got $100,000 and I want to start taking immediate income right now. A SPIA is the best way to go because you don't have that time for it to grow. Okay. Now, you can use an index annuity, and they, but the payout percentage will actually be lower than a SPIA. SPIA would be better because index annuities are designed for deferral. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing why you use a, a, a person like Sari that's working with a company like us. Uh-huh. If that somebody came to us and said, hey, I've got a client has got 100000 in one income immediately, we're not even talking index annuities with that person. I'm mm-hmm. talking a SPIA mm-hmm. with that person that because they're going to get a higher payout. And what we do is we have search tools where I can go in and put in all the specifications of the client, where they mm-hmm. live, their mm-hmm. age, uh, if they want joint income, a joint SPIA where it's on their life and their mm-hmm. spouse's life possibly, and say, hey, for 100000 here's how much money these carriers are winning. And it'll spit out the top 10, 20 carriers. Mm-hmm. And we can decide which one, hey, you know, maybe the top carrier isn't the right carrier because they're there may be a pain to work with. They might be terrible in customer service. Mm-hmm. They may be, you know, always the top carrier isn't the one to go with. Now we like to do that if they're a good carrier, but they may be a lower rated company where mm-hmm. it's, they don't have the same financials. So working with a company like us that can mm-hmm. search over 40 or 50 carriers, mm-hmm. you're going to find the best product and the right fit for the client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not captive to one company. We could shop around. We could use different companies. We can even have like, one spouse uses one company, the other one uses a different company for a specific reasons as part of the financial plan that we have, we set up. Correct. I, I always look at it and try to explain it. Like if, if you go to a Ford dealership and you yeah. walk in there, you tell them what you want, even though the most ideal car for you may be a GM, they're yeah. going to sell you a Ford. <laughs> yeah. What if you could walk into a dealership where every car was available and you told the person what you wanted, they'd give you the best car for you. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what an independent insurance agent can do over somebody that's captive. That's mm-hmm. with a specific company. They're again limited to what they can sell if they're captive and they're maybe with a, a specific, you know, a MetLife. Mm-hmm. They're going to sell you a MetLife product mm-hmm. because that's all they have access to. Mm-hmm. We're using an, insur- an independent insurance carrier that has access to forty different carriers, over a thousand different products. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the product that you need. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I like it too. I like being an independent agent because I never have the pressure of selling for one particular company. Like I never have to like meet a, a sales company, a company's goals, sales goals, just to fill in, like to keep my job or to keep my contract. I can, you know, shop around based on what the client needs and wants. Right. And the products are changing yeah. all the time. They change yeah. with, uh, you know, when interest rate changes, mm-hmm. that the, the, the insurance companies have to adjust because yeah. if rates go down, there's not as much, uh, you know, they can't produce as much income in their por- in their conservative portfolios. When mm-hmm. rates go up, they're able to produce more money in their conservative. Now they can raise uh, the, the caps and rates on their annuities. They can raise payout factors. They can mm-hmm. re- raise a lot of things. So these are changing all the time. And for an independent insurance agent to keep up with 40 carriers, thousands of products is very hard. Yeah. Yeah. We have the software, the tools to do it. Mm-hmm. That's why we work with agents like Sari. Like, mm-hmm. well, I, I love for Sari to be able to do it all himself, but it's just, it's too much. I mean, yeah. you just, you, you, you can't do it. Yeah. You can't stay up on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for clarifying that. I've, I've heard of some situations where like you could do like an annuity, for example, and then from the distributions on a monthly basis, use that to pay the premiums for a life insurance policy. So this way you get the cash coming in that way. Plus you have the life insurance coverage, a higher life insurance coverage. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Why would somebody do that? Like do an annuity yeah. and then- I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. I did it I did it on, on my, my parents. Okay. Uh, they had 200 and some thousand dollars sitting in an annuity uh-huh. and it was coming due. 
It was a it was a safe annuity. It wasn't for income. It was just for safety of principal with with, with the ability to grow without with the downside risk. So they don't uh -huh. have you know market goes down. They don't lose money. And I I, I said, what what are you guys trying to do with this money? Mm -hmm. You've got your pensions. Mm -hmm. You've got you know, what do you want to do? Well, you know, we're, we're probably just, you know, re, re it in an annuity. And then, you know, we'll probably just leave it to, to you and, and your sister like that. That's, well, that's not the most efficient way to do it. You know, mom, dad, and what do you, what do you mean? And I said, well, when you leave that money, that money will be taxed. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, let's say that, let's say that 200,000 grows to 400,000 over the next 15 years, God forbid something happens to them, that annuity comes due. Well, it's a qualified annuity, yep. so it's all taxable. Mm -hmm. You leave half of it to my sister. Half of me. We both got two hundred thousand dollars tax bills that year. We, we just bumped up to the highest tax bracket. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. the rest of our income's going up to that tax bracket. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So really, you're leaving me a big tax. So you left me. You think you're leaving us two hundred thousand each, but you're really leaving us about you know one thirty, mm -hmm. one forty after taxes. I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we take that money? We'll put it in a SPIA, mm -hmm. a joint SPIA that will pay on both of your lives for the, for the rest of your lives. And then we'll, we'll, we'll take what kick, what kicks out of there. It was actually about 12,000 bucks that it kicked out. We'll pay forever. As long as my, my mom and my dad are both alive. Uh, we'll take $2,000 right off the top. You can pay it for, use that for your taxes. So mm -hmm. now we've got $10,000 to work with. Yes. Mm -hmm. Why don't we buy a second to die policy with a guarantee second to die policy worth $10,000 every year and see if we could get them $880,000 worth of death benefit. So instead of leaving 400, that actually turns into almost half of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They could leave with the same money because their goal was just to leave that money. Mm -hmm. You know, they can leave $800,000 of tax-free death benefit because that annuity will pay $12,000 a year, every year. Mm -hmm. We're going to peel off 2000 so they can pay the taxes. Mm -hmm. And we're going to kick the other 10,000 to the insurance company every year. And it will be every year on both of their lives. Okay. They'll pay it on both. So we were able to turn, you know, again, it's, it's something that they, you know, it's, it's money we're, we're not going to see. It's not something, but it's their goal ultimately was with that money mm -hmm. to leave it on to their beneficiaries, mm -hmm. but they didn't know the most efficient way to do it. If I hadn't been there, if it just been another agent that would have been just saw like, Hey, I'll just sell these guys as just an annuity. Like, cause yeah. I'll get a nice commission. They would have rolled them in because that's what the, the clients wanted. They said, hey, I just want to leave it safe. I'm like, well, what do you really want to do with this? Yeah. Money? What's the ultimate goal? So mm -hmm. we're able to take that. I've seen people use uh, a, uh, a SPIA to, to fund a, a life insurance policy. I've seen people use annuities to do a 10-pay mm -hmm. uh, life insurance policy as well. So put it in annuity every year pull out your 10% free withdrawal mm -hmm. to pay the 10 pay. You can actually earn income on that money while, you know, earn interest on that money while, mm -hmm. while it's in the annuity. So there's a multiple ways to use this to fund life insurance, but what it ultimately comes down to, sorry, is that question, what do you really want to do with this mm -hmm. money? Mm -hmm. Like that. And if somebody wants to play both sides of the fence, I may need income. I may need, uh, you know, I may not, I'm probably not going to recommend an income annuity. Because that it's going to lock them up into yep. that. It's going to give them less options down the road. I'm going to say, hey, maybe we should just do an accumulation annuity, a very short term one, you know, three to five years, because you don't know what you want yet. But let's mm -hmm. protect that money, keep it safe. And in three to five years, we can readjust. We're not mm -hmm. locked into something that it, you're going to be in for the next 20 years. Mm -hmm. We can stay short term and then we'll determine what you want. 
Some some advisors will lock you up in 10 year surrender because 10 year surrender annuities in the case. Well, you know, and they do that because commissions are higher. This yeah. is, so you want to work with somebody that has integrity and is doing the right thing for you as a client. And I know all of our advisors that we work with do because if they didn't, we wouldn't be working with them. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, yeah, thank you. And and um, let's talk a little bit about, about variable annuities. That's like a whole different subject, right? Yep. So, what is a variable annuity? Yep. So, variable annuity is similar to an index annuity. Mm -hmm. uh, however there's a higher upside, mm -hmm. you know, you, you're, you're vested in the market, but there is an unlimited downside mm -hmm. as well. So okay. you're exposed to the losses. Okay. Uh, so you can do a variable annuities, but again, you're riding that roller coaster of, of the market. You know, you're making decisions mm -hmm. based on market. To me, I, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I want to know like, Hey, if I put X amount in an annuity, Mm -hmm. And I want to turn on income in, in five years. Here's, here's what my income will be. No matter if the market goes up, no matter mm -hmm. if the market goes down, no matter if it goes sideways, no matter what happens, I know when I want to retire, I can go, I can just turn it on and they're mm -hmm. going to start dropping a check into my mailbox. They're going to drop a direct deposit into my account. So variable annuity, we can do the same thing. Now, some cases you, you you are gonna be better in a variable annuity because the market's gonna run up and you just hit that timing just right. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, turn on income. But let's let's look at, you know, let's say you wanted to do it and the market was down 10%. You mm -hmm. thought you were gonna get X amount of income and you're like, all right, I'm gonna retire in a year. Market goes down 10%. Next year you're like, uh, my income went down. I can't retire on that amount. Now I gotta work another year. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna delay my retirement. I'm gonna do this. Like there's not, a, there's not a true plan. So mm -hmm. variable annuities are out there. Uh, I'm not a big fan of them. I like predictable, mm -hmm. uh, consistent growth. Mm -hmm. Again, I would rather invest a little bit more money mm -hmm. and not have to worry about it than invest less and go, I got to hope the market crushes <laughs> it to hit yeah. my goals. Yeah. Like that's not what, that's not how I want to live my life. There's a lot of things that in, in, in this world that aren't the most financially sometimes smartest mm -hmm. decisions mm -hmm. you could make. I mean, paying off a house. I 100% know that's not the right thing to do. I mm -hmm. don't, yeah. But you know what? Makes me feel good. So if it makes you feel good as a client, even though it's not probably the most financially smartest thing to mm -hmm. do, but that makes you feel good. Do it. If, mm -hmm. if that makes you sleep better at night as a client, go ahead and do it. That's mm -hmm. the way I kind of, that's the way I've, run my business mm -hmm. and I want my advisors to run their business. Even though that we can talk to the clients, tell them it may not be the right thing to do, or but if they want to do that and that's how they want to live, mm -hmm. I'm probably not the right person to work with them. If they want to, if they want to invest in variable annuities and they want to do picking stocks and I need a 12% return, I'm going to turn that client away and go, that's, yeah. that's just not me. Even though I can do it, I've got series seven, series yeah. 24. I can do all of that stuff easily. <laughs> But I do not, and I can make money off it, but yeah. I don't want that client coming to me when the market's down 30% going, why did you let me do that? Why, what are we going to do now? I want that client yeah. calling me and go, Nick, what are we going to do now? And I go, hey, guess what? No matter what happens, you're protected. Yeah. That's why we invested you in this. That's why we did this. Yeah. That's the type of client I want. So okay. I say, I stay away from variable annuities right situations, right people, it could, it could be, it could be a good fit. It's just not something that, that I uh, like to dabble in. Okay. And then as far as the fixed index annuities, you know, there are downsides to that, right? What are some of the downsides that one should, or at least one, some things that one should be aware of before going into an annuity? 
Yep. So your, your money's going to be tied up. Uh -huh. uh, you're going to have 10% access to your money. Mm -hmm. uh, until the, there's usually about a, a seven to 10 year surrender period. After that, you have full access to your money. Uh -huh. uh, you can walk away, do whatever you want, but they are long-term investments. Uh -huh. They are something that you need. It, it, if you're going to get into an index annuity with an income rider, and then in five years, you're going to change your mind and you're going to say, I want to do something else. You're going to, you're going to not be well off there. Mm -hmm. It's, you could have been way better in something else. Mm -hmm. So you need to make sure that this is a commitment that, that you want to make. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the other, you're, you're limited on your upside. Again, I said, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to limit you on your downside. You're not going to have any downside, but you're limited on your upside. So if you're the type of person that when your neighbor probably falsely tells you that my, my stock account did 20% this yeah. year yeah. and you're going to go, well, mine only did five, <laughs> even though his lost 50% last year and yours didn't. So you're still ahead of them. <laughs> if you're that type of person where you're going to get upset and, and, and that you can't match his return, uh, these, these aren't the right products for you. Mm -hmm. um, so that's some of the downsides. And again, another downside is you want to, there's a lot of different products with a lot of different features and you can get sold the, maybe not the best product mm -hmm. for you because maybe the advisor doesn't have access to it. Mm -hmm. uh, if we, you know, captive situation, you, again, you go to that Ford dealership, but you need a Chevy, they're going to sell you a Ford, even yeah. though the Chevy was a better vehicle. If you go to one of these captive places that have, you know, you, you, you see them all over the news, they're doing the advertising, doing all that stuff. If you go there, they may have the best product for you. I'm not saying they don't, yeah. but they may not. Uh, because they don't have access to it. So yep. you want to make sure you're working with a respectable advisor that has your best interests at heart, that's licensed across multiple carriers, mm -hmm. multiple channels. They're not like a one, you know, trick pony where they're selling one uh, yep. annuity and they're trying to shove everybody into that. Yeah. If, if we see that with our advisors, we, we reach out to them and say, mm -hmm. hey, I know this one annuity isn't the right fit for the last 10 people that you <laughs> yeah. submitted this for. Yeah. Like, you know, let's look, cause there are different based on your age. There are ways that these insurance companies or insurance companies calculate your payout based on some are age banded, some mm -hmm. are age based. And again, without trying to geek out too much on this, what that means is they give you, uh, if their payout factors, if they're age banded, they may give you a 5% payout mm -hmm. if you're between ages 60 and 69. Mm -hmm. But the, if they're age-based, they give you one at every age. So at age 65, it may be 5%. At 60, it turns to 5.5%. Mm -hmm. Well, if they're age-based, they're going to be one at every age. So at 60, it's still five. But now at 62 it's 5.2%. 63 mm -hmm. is 5.3. So you may be better off being in an age-based annuity instead of an age-banded, depending on when you want to turn an income and your age. Mm -hmm. So there's just, there's so many little minute things that can be done mm -hmm. to put you, uh, put the client in the best position. You want to make sure you're working with somebody that's looking out for all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Definitely. So uh, Nick, you mentioned so much valuable information. Um, what else kind of, what, is there anything else we didn't talk about annuities? Something that just to kind of resonate with the audience um, that we didn't talk about with annuities pros or cons? No, I, I, I think, you know, I think I, I, we touched on a lot of things here. Uh, there's, 
a million more things that we didn't touch on, but <laughs> to stay, to try to stay high level yeah. uh, and not really confuse a bunch of people and, and, and get too deep in the weeds. Mm-hmm. I think we've covered some really good things. Again, the way I look at it is, is live on or leave on money. If yeah. it's, if you saved it in your retirement account, you saved it to live on most mm-hmm. likely like that. Yeah. That's the whole point of a retirement account. Mm-hmm. And if I can do a pension style, mm-hmm. You know, I can live a great uh, retirement. I don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about, you know, outliving my money, not spending enough, spending too much. Am I doing the right thing? I know every week or every month Mm -hmm. or every year, however you want to set up with the carrier, this amount of money is coming into my checking account every Mm -hmm. month. It's going to cover my bills. It's going to cover everything I need. And now I can take the rest of my money and again, my goal is put enough money in an annuity to have it taken care of, and I my bills are covered. And now you know what my sole focus can be: mm-hmm. providing leave-on money to my mm-hmm. family, because mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about my live-on money anymore. Taken mm-hmm. care of, it's done. Now you know when I'm fifty, I'm putting enough money in an annuity, deferring it for ten years, turning on the income when I'm sixty, joint income. Me and my wife don't have to worry about if I yeah. pass away too soon; she's still covered. And now from 50 on, rest of my money is going into whole life, uh, yeah. life insurance yeah, that yeah. I still can access. Yeah. I still have access to it if, if I need it, if I want to, if I'm, you know, I, I've got my $80,000, $100,000 for my annuity. And that year I want to go out and take a trip to Alaska. Hey, yeah. They loan it out of my uh, life insurance policy, but I'm building cash and I'm leaving a legacy. I'm just mm-hmm. putting it all the rest in there. So that's my goal. That to me is a beautiful retirement. I can do what my parents do, whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fancy person. I don't need the fancy cars. <laughs> I don't need. I don't need three hundred thousand dollars in retirement to live off. It's not me. Yeah. It's not my family. We, you know, we if we can do that, that's a great retirement for me. I mean, yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. Even if I had was getting two hundred thousand dollars a year, I wouldn't know what to do with it. It'd just be more money. I'd be you know leaving on to my kids anyways, and it wouldn't be the most efficient way to do it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of this. Yep. Uh, if the if the listeners want to learn more about annuities, they can go to finassetprotection.com. It's F-I-N assetprotection.com. Uh, and yeah, thanks, 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 Nick, for joining us today. No problem. Thanks for having me, sir. To learn more about what we do and how we can help you grow more wealth, please visit www.finassetprotection.com. That's F-I-N assetprotection.com. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.